Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you for having me. Very excited. I know. And you are officially a defense partner as of this morning. Yes, I am. It starts way before then because the process, it's not like you just sign up and off you go the next day. Like obviously the process takes longer than just becoming a defense partner this morning because your partner's gone off. But why is it that you've become a defense partner this morning? What happened this morning? Well, this morning was his enlistment date. So he went off to Wagga. It was very exciting for him. I don't think the nerves hit him till last night, to be honest. So we sort of just went in because of COVID. We weren't allowed in the building. So we just sort of said our goodbyes outside and that was it. Off he went. We got to watch the ceremony on Zoom at home a couple of hours later and that was it. Did that even, I guess, register that that was what was happening? Because obviously you're watching it through a screen, you're dropping him off outside and waving goodbye. There's no finalisation. There's no seeing him off on a bus or any of that sort of stuff. How did you feel watching it on the screen? A bit disconnected, to be honest. The enlistment coordinator did prepare us in the way of telling us in advance that that would be the case and that that would be what happens on the day. But I think when you're actually there on the day and experiencing it yourself, it just feels very disconnected. They sort of just come out when he was due to go inside and just sort of said, oh, okay, say goodbye to your folks. <laughs> that was it. It was just like, oh, okay, like. It was very just quick, in he goes. And same with the Zoom meeting. I assume it's what a normal ceremony would be like. It was just very hard to watch it for a screen and feel connected to it. He sent through photos of him holding his certificate and it just would have been nice to probably see it in person and be there for that support in person instead of just watching him sit on his own in a room with other people that are going off. But I guess that's COVID and that's what you get sort of with COVID at the moment. Yeah, and I guess especially wanting to be part of the small little bits that you do get to be a part of for Defence Life because it's not just the member signing up, it is the family signing up and going on that journey with that person as well. So when you can be a part of it in some small way, I guess it would probably feel like a little bit of a letdown to not get to have that. And it's sort of similar to, you know, when during COVID they people weren't able to go to the graduation ceremonies and those sorts of things, because you have gone on that journey with them, you have supported them through that. And that those little things are those little ticks and little bits of things that you can share with the defense member, I guess. Yeah. And that sums it up really well. I think that we sort of go on the journey with them and help them prepare. Like last night, we're going over his suitcase again, like for the millionth time, making sure he has everything. And we're the people at home helping them do that. And 
although I'm upset that he's left, I'm just as excited for him. So not being there to be able to sit there with him um, and be next to him while he has his ceremony is a bit disappointing. And like it worries me for graduation that we'll still be in COVID and we're not there for his graduation. And I feel like for his parents as well, that's something that his mum would absolutely love to go to. Would be disappointing for not just me as a partner, but just for his family in general to not go and sit at his ceremony or graduation if they do the same thing. So let's backtrack a little bit. How long have you been with your partner and how did you meet and how did you get together? We met in high school year 11 in history class, six years together almost. And that was pretty much it. Like we just met in school and it just blossomed from there, if you want to say. We've moved into state together. We have a little girl. She's free in April. We're currently engaged. It doesn't get much more exciting than that. That sums us up. When you met, was your partner thinking about the Defence Force? When did Defence come into the picture and what was that discussion like and was it always part of the plan? How did that kind of work out? It definitely was not on his mind when we met. He had thought about it in the past, but I just don't think it went any further than a single thought. He had his mind on the trade when we left school and he went into that first and then it just, yeah, didn't really get like the Defence Force wasn't really looked at until about two years ago when he wasn't happy with the trade industry anymore. And so what was that process like? You have a little girl together. It's something that you have to consider for not only how it's going to impact you, but also your daughter and how Defence Life will work for all of you as a family. How did you guys, I guess, research what it might be like or whether that was something that you wanted to start the process with as a family? Like, how did that work? He came home originally and was very just over the trade industry and we sat down and I could tell he needed a career change and he did as well. And we spent a lot of time looking at different career opportunities. Like we're young, we have years left ahead of us. <laughs> so when defense came up, I just sort of said, like, it's now or never, like, do it while you're young. Let's just get into it. So like I said before, it's been a two-year process for us. It hasn't been easy getting in. He got pushed back a couple of times just due to injuries and that. So with the length of process, that it took for us to go through that journey of getting him into the Defence Force, I think it definitely became a reality that it's definitely going to happen. We had time to prepare and my daughter had time, I guess. We had time to prepare her. Like she's only three, but there's not much preparing you can do with a three-year-old. But just getting my work in check and getting my studies in check and getting a support system around me for the time that he's gone so we can make his training possible and we can make this work. That was the biggest thing. It wasn't applying for the Defence Force. It was once he applied, realising, oh, we need to get our ducks in a row, so to speak, and organise ourselves so I can do this while he's gone because he's a very hands-on dad and he does a lot. The last couple of weeks he's been doing daycare drop-off and pickups because I work. And obviously that's not going to be possible when... He's gone. So obviously changing around work schedule. My boss is really great with that and just getting it all sorted so it's possible. 
you mentioned that it was that long process that gave you that bit of time to kind of come around to the idea, like you said, get those support networks sorted. What was it like once you finally had a date? Did it become more of a reality? And were there other things that you started to have to think about? Like, okay, like you said, like he's not going to be here to do this, that and the other. Your daughter's only known him being there. It's going to be a huge change that was coming. And just what were you feeling getting closer to the day that he finally left? I don't think even when he gave us, when we got the enlistment date, I don't think it set in for us. I think it was about two weeks ago where we're like, oh, it's around the corner. Like we only have this weekend left. And like, even though we've sort of organized daycare, we've organized like work and living arrangements and we've organized all that. I still don't think it sunk in. And then we just, yeah, we sort of got till the weekend just went. We're like, oh my God, this is the last weekend and you're going. And that's when the nerves really started to set in. And I'm probably, I'm probably very different in the way to some partners would be like this morning watching drop-offs. A lot of them were very emotional, understandable. Whereas I just was like, it's happening. (laughs) Good luck. Very proud of you. Off you go. And then when I was in the car, I was like, oh God, like he's actually not getting back in the car with me. I'm one of those people where it takes a bit of time to set in. And I know that, and I don't think it's probably set in for me like it would for some other partners before he's left. And even last night I was laying in bed and he started to be like, oh, like I'm going tomorrow. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, and, but nothing had really changed. I was just like, life's got to go on. We got to do it. And if you want to be happy in life, like I'm a very big believer, if you want to be happy in life, you've got to do what makes you happy. And I purely do think defence will make him happy. Like he's been working towards it for two years. So I want to hope it will. But as far as emotions went and how I felt about it, it just, I don't think it really set in. And it probably still hasn't fully set in compared to what some partners experience. You've probably been busy just working out like, okay, well, I've got to juggle all of this solo and I'll be managing our daughter's emotions and I've got to set up networks for this and I've got to adjust work schedules. So it isn't until they go and you, everything's sorted kind of thing. And then you realize that, oh, okay, this is what we've all been working towards. Now we've got to live it sort of thing. And you kind of relax into it that you realize the big change that's happened or the amount of time that you have a part ahead of you or whatever the case is. Yeah, exactly. And I did say to a friend the other day is that I work and I study and uni's just gone back in the last week. And obviously a three-year-old, they're not easy. (laughs) So you just don't have time to stop. And I think it will be when I, it will be the little things where I'm now doing pick up or drop-offs or just little things like making dinner when he usually would make dinner, I probably will then start to notice and it will really start to sink in that I'm doing it on my own. It will start to sink in when he's in Wagga and we're not talking probably every day (laughs) and my little one's asking for him and I think that's when it will really sit in and I will start to feel it. But right now I just think, oh, like, he only left this morning. Not much has changed for me yet. I and mean, not much has changed in the way that I would notice, I think. Yeah, definitely. You haven't had to have that random breakdown over taking the rubbish bin out for the 
third yeah. week in the row thinking oh why do I have to do this I've got yeah. so many other things to do <laughs> yeah and that that's so true and I think like as parents in general we just it's a two-person job <laughs> and I don't know how like hats off to single parents and like I guess defense spouses that do it on their own all the time and I, it's only really been this morning like I said that I've gone oh my god I'm going to be doing it on my own yeah. so talk to me in a week maybe yeah. <laughs> might have changed I might be like oh my god what have I done what have, what have I been done but yeah I think I think we'll be fine like we've put the steps in place and we have a very good support system and we're really appreciative of that and I think that's what makes a difference as well on this journey for both me and for Bryce because obviously I'm a bit worried about leaving us for eight months which is understandable but the support system I think that we have around us is what makes difference you mentioned that he'll be gone for eight months. What kind of information have you got in regards to where he'll be, what he'll be doing, the communication that you'll have, just throwing out the line, he'll be gone for eight months. That's okay. But eight months is a long time. That's nearly a whole year. What will he be doing? When will he come back? When will you be able to see him? All of those sorts of details. His initial training that everyone has to go through at Wagga is very much no contact from my understanding is what we've been told and that's what we're expecting is three months hardly any contact until graduation and then he has an employment training for the rest of it that's about five months and from my understanding is that there will be more contact he's allowed his phone so it's just I think for us getting through the first three months I don't think my daughter has the understanding yet that daddy can't talk and daddy's busy and daddy doesn't have his phone on him whereas I have the understanding of why she's not old enough to have that understanding so I think that's going to be really hard but I think what makes up for it is that we're doing the really hard period first and then we got the five months where communication will start to pick up and I think that will be helpful whereas if it was the other way around I think we would struggle a bit more but as far as that we don't really get told what they're doing as much like I understand employment training initial training and I know what he's going in for but not much is shared apart from what's in your books and what you've applied for and what they show online and you can ask your enlistment coordinator questions but then they might not be doing the same job he is and I think where we have found the most information about what it would be like is the Facebook groups because there's an abundance of Facebook groups of people joining defence partner support pages. And since joining them, that's where we found out the little details and people's experiences. And I think that's helped us a bit or helped me anyway in having a better understanding of what it might be like. That takes us to the question of when your partner had decided, okay, this is definitely the job I'm going to go for. I want to go for Army, Navy, Air Force, like when that all those decisions were sort of made and you kind of had an idea of what job you could kind of research or who you could kind of ask questions in those groups. What kind of information did you seek out just to put your mind at ease or have some sort of idea what life would be like with him doing that job? Where did you go and how did you even know to find Facebook groups? Was it just trial and error? It was really trial and error. Like I stumbled across your podcast and your Facebook page and Instagram and that 
being fully honest here, that was where I learned a world of knowledge, listening to your podcast and people's experiences. And honestly, just try on area of searching in defence support groups and defence spouse groups and putting all just random combinations into Facebook and searching and seeing if a group would come up and then requesting to join and just having a like scroll through it and seeing if anything was sort of useful and it was really just trial and error I know he joined some groups of where it was people going and he even joined a group in the end that was just for people going on the same enlistment date the main stuff that we looked for for me was defence housing and all that because I've heard about it but didn't really understand it. When he does finish his training, he will be in the defence force and then you will become a defence family and you'll post to wherever he gets posted and all of that. So that is stuff that you generally want some information about. Were you told about any of that or do you think they sort of wait to see whether the person's going to pass the training and whether they're going to go on to get posted? Like, did you get any initial information about any of that stuff? No, not really. And it was definitely, I think, oh, we'll just wait till he's done his training, then we'll tell you the information. But I think it's a bit like they give you a posting straight after training and that's not enough time with a family in my eyes. I haven't been through it yet. I just don't think looking ahead that that's enough time to organize ourselves. I'm a planner and I'd like to understand what we're going to do a couple months in advance. And I do tend to stress if I'm not prepared. So on the defense page, I obviously list benefits, but then they don't really tell you any of the benefits in person or go into more details. So I guess I was looking at these benefits that said on the defence page and even on his job listment on the defence page that he's going into. And it's like, oh, oh, well and good, you say these, you say these benefits, but what do you mean by housing? Like it just says benefits, housing and health, but they're just singular words with no information to it. So I guess I really seeked out the information to understand what those benefits were because it's not just him and me we have a little one and I think it would be silly not to use the benefits such as defense housing and all that and even the health program that I've only just sort of learnt about I just think they're really useful and it would be nice if that information was shared a bit more with us before he went so we can have what we're sort of wanting some of the paperwork says that he has to fill that out when he's there but like do we get given the paperwork by them or like we just there's no question like there's no answers to some of that and we ask and they're like oh yeah you'll do it at some point in your training and it's like okay well when because nine out of ten defense spouses wish they found out about defense banks sooner okay i might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast but i've checked them out and i think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone it's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 in both the app and google play store it does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same day payments card alerts and controls pin change functionality savings roundup spend tracker the list goes on oh and if you really want to go to a defense bank branch you can there are 33 on-base branches across Australia and with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info visit defencebank.com.au You read of people's experiences where they're finishing up 
their training and they have to be in another location, a different state in two weeks' time. And I'm like, God forbid if that's us because I'd like to think that we're pretty organised now, like we're paired in ways of like packing things and we have some stuff in a storage shed so we know that when he does come back from training, if we need to uplift and go, it's done. I don't need to spend my time packing. But, yeah, it's just not everybody's prepared like that. And I think it would be useful if they did give some information in advance that it could potentially be like that. So much is up in the air. And we haven't even spoken about the fact that a posting can potentially mean moving to another state, moving away from your support networks, finding a new job, finding new daycare. You've mentioned that you're doing uni. Do you have to transfer unis? Like there's all of these things that go into it and two weeks notice is really not enough time to even say goodbye to friends and family, but then also prepare your daughter to move and then put all the things in place that need to be in place in order for everyone in the family to be okay with the move, to succeed and to have a positive experience and all that goes into a family moving to another location. And I think it's really hard as well because you do read people's experiences and some of it's very contradicting. Like some people say they don't have enough time. They get two weeks and some people like, oh, we had mums. And I just feel like it's luck of jaw. You don't know what you're going to get. You're better off being prepared for it just in case you get the short end of the stick. You need to be up and gone in two weeks. If they give us months or months notice, that would be lovely, but it is a defense force. And I do think we need to be realistic I am aware that we probably don't have the understanding of what it will truly be like until we've experienced it ourselves. But I guess we're really lucky in the way that my job, I can pretty much go anywhere. Uni, I can pretty much go anywhere. We have that flexibility, I guess, as a family, a bit more than if I had a job that I couldn't take anywhere. It's really only my daughter we have to worry about and it's just daycare with her and I guess losing some of our friends and family that are a good support network to us. Yeah, so in saying that, what is your field of work? And you mentioned that you can take it wherever you go. You can take your uni wherever you go. How is that going to work with moving to different locations? I'm a health worker, so I work as a pathology collector. So pretty easy to get a job anywhere with that. I also run a little business on the side that's just supporting postpartum mums. I'm a bit worried about that, moving that, but I guess my main source of income comes from work as a health worker. So I'm not really stressed. Like I know if we need to move, we can move and there's still a main source of income coming from me as well. But I guess like anyone with a very small business, you build up your clientele, you put all this effort in and then you're going to have to move it and get to know the community again and get your name out there and make clientele again. So yeah, that takes time and that is a bit of a worry, but I think it's reduced when I know that I have that second job and that's my main job and now I can rely on that. So I'm pretty happy with that. And like uni, yeah, you can take anywhere. It's just, like I said before, it's just really daycare and That's what I'm worried about is moving, finding daycares, good daycares and getting my daughter settled into new daycares and comfortable and enjoying it. And it's always a task 
no matter where it is or when you do it, moving your kid to a new school or daycare or anything like that. So, yeah. What is the job that your partner and which services your partner going into? And have you got any idea of what the possible posting locations might be and what the options might be for the first posting or any information like that? He's in the Air Force. He's going in as security. It was originally Defence Guard, but that recently was changed, which was a setback for us. Defence Guard was really good when that was what he had signed up for because there was only like four locations. I looked at all those locations. I was like, sweet, two out of four. We have family and friends in. There wasn't really any stress, even if we got the two that didn't have family friends in now like major cities and I was like we're not going to have any problems whatsoever now that they've sort of remastered it around and made it they have to go in as security first and then specialize as a defense guard that has opened up a window where there's a lot more postings for security which has been a bit heartbreaking for us both because obviously there's some places on there where we're like oh not too keen But, you know, that's the lifestyle we're signing up for and we know that. And I just think we need to take it as an experience and a life life experience. If we're in a place we don't like for five years, then, oh, well, we might really like it once we're there. You never know. I've moved a lot as a younger kid and I've experienced a lot more places than my partner. He's basically been in the one place all his life. So he might struggle a bit more to me, whereas I just sort of see it as another experience and another place that you get to learn new things and discover. And I honestly don't mind having to drag my daughter along. She might change her mind when she's older, but I just think it's really valuable having to learn new places and just being adaptable, I guess, to where you go and getting that experience because that was sort of the experience I had as a kid. And although it's hard, I just feel like as an adult now, I can adapt really well. So it definitely hasn't done me any negatives as a kid. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at it all in a positive light at the moment. Yeah, but defence doing the old switcheroo, sign you up and then go, oh, actually that job's changed a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that was a bit upsetting because I think like when you've spent so long sort of, yep, that's what I've applied for, that's what I'm going in, you do your PFA, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. and you've done your altitude test and you've done that all to get into that job role and then they're like, no, we've changed it, different course structure. You have to go security first. It was a bit disappointing. And I think, yeah, like I said before, it was more disappointing when it opened up more posting locations, but I'm just trying to have a positive mindset about it. The idea of more posting locations probably means that we're not going to stay in a place for as long either, which I'm a bit worried about. But yeah, positive mindset is what I keep telling myself. There's excitement and nervousness about what's to come. How do you think he's feeling about leaving you guys and being separated from your daughter after always basically being there and he hasn't moved around as much as you, so he's not used to that change like you are? Like you just mentioned, nervous and excited. He's just sort of had a bit of a reality check on this morning on how long he's going to be away from our daughter. She's definitely a daddy's girl and it doesn't matter what you're doing and it doesn't matter if you're the main caregiver or not, it's still your kid and you're still going to struggle being away from them 
two days, let alone that whole eight months. Has it probably fully set in for him yet? Probably not, but he was a bit upset, but he was a bit also too excited and nervous to really be too upset yet. Maybe give it two weeks in when he's exhausted at Wagga and he may be really missing the home life. Yeah, just mainly nervous, I think, as anyone would be. You just He hasn't really ever done anything like this. And as far as moving around, once he finishes training, I think he's just excited a bit, looking at it in a positive mindset as far as experience goes and life experience and seeing what it offers us and finding new friends and new places. Like I don't really think that has really fussed him. But, yeah, I think this eight months will be the big hurdle for him. And I think if he can get through the eight months, then he'll be fine. You know that once they're away at training or once they get posted to their first posting, like they are busy working out how to be a defence member. They're busy training, making sure that they pass the courses that they're doing or focused on getting into and through that final hurdle of actually getting into the defence force. So a lot of the time that does fall on the spouse because we are the ones with that information, but also the ones that extra workload falls on because it's not that we don't have already so much on our shoulders, but it's just that it's that automatic domestic duties kind of fall to us for some reason. Yeah. And yeah, domestic duties. Yeah. That sums it up really well. It sort of falls to us as a spouse and Like I'm the one that's always carried around my daughter's birth certificate, for example. I've always been the one that enrolls her in daycare and finds a daycare. It's little things like that. I'm the one that applies for houses when we move. And I just don't think, like, I don't know what it's like. I haven't been in defence myself and I can't begin to imagine what the training would be like, but they're going to be so exhausted from what I could imagine, let alone having to sit there at the end of the day and do some paperwork so we are as a family sorted whereas I'm at home that could be doing that and I'm happy to do it for him but it's just it would be a bit more easier if they just sort of acknowledged oh yeah you're there so we'll give you the paperwork (laughs) because he'll be ringing me anyway and he'll be like what what I put on this part of the form what what's the information what's this number so it's just like I'm going to be basically doing it anyway he's just going to have to call me and if it was just sort of like if I knew that he was going in and they had a system set up where we both had access to like, de facto information in our housing information, family health information, and we both had access to that, I just think it would make life a lot more easier, not just for me, but for him who's in and is probably just going to be exhausted after training, not wanting to do that stuff. And who would, honestly, you just want to be going to bed. So, yeah, I just... Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, also like you are then going to be the one that is that parent and is the person that is the one that's relied on in the relationship because the defence member can't with certainty say, yes, I will be able to do that or I will be here for that. Like they may get deployed on operation assist for the floods. You just can't be certain that they'll be the one that will be able to handle any of that stuff. So it then once all of the paperwork is sorted out, it kind of falls on you. Like you might be the one that are taking your child to the doctor and using that ADF health card and submitting the forms for the claims and finding the house on the DHA website because your partner's away or on an exercise or a training course or whatever the case. So 
in the end, even if your partner does do the paperwork, you will at some point be the one that's actually accessing those services or making use of the stuff that the paperwork was for. Yeah, and that's so true. And yeah, if I knew that we're going in and it was a system where we both had access and we could both do it and I could easily just access it and be like, right, I can do it for you and I can just say to him yep it's done don't need to stress just focus on yourself which is what he should be doing he's going there for eight months training but from what my interpretation in between speaking to defense before going and speaking to people who are already in and their experience is that it's not like that and it's really hard knowing that you're going into that and I have to be like have you done this and then have to keep reminding him whereas I could just be accessing and doing it and can just say to him it's already done and then that's it instead of having to remind him have you done it have you done it (laughs) which is not really nice being an ag when they're just so exhausted yeah you're definitely right about all of that you put a few preferences down on the list and you've mentioned that you've kind of worked out the possibilities for each of those potential posting locations, but fingers crossed at the top of the list, which would be the ideal posting location for you guys? We haven't done our preferences yet. Apparently he does that in employment training, but we've sat down and wrote our list out. So when he needs to do it, he knows what we've discussed it. We've picked it. We know what we want. It will be Adelaide, mainly because we're in Newcastle at the moment. So if we go back to Adelaide, there's more career opportunities, I guess, for me. We really love it there. He's from there himself, and we just have another support system there. After that, we probably will be putting places like Ambly and that just for my studies, but we don't really mind if it's here. Any of the postings really we're sort of happy to go to. But yeah, if it's if we get one of our top threes, fingers crossed, we would be happy. It really came down for us anyway, is choosing which ones would be easiest to find jobs at for me, which is really anywhere, which would be easier for what I'm doing as a sort of second job, like my on-the-side little business and for uni. So it's sort of narrowed down to more of the major cities like Amberley near Brisbane and Adelaide places like that they're a bit more bigger and I guess accommodating of our needs but yeah we don't really care Adelaide's first pick but if we get second or third that's okay. Did the fact that Air Force have longer postings come into play for you guys or was that something that you found out after he'd applied and figured out which job in which service he wanted to apply for because Air Force have three-year postings as opposed to two years and then if you get a back-to-back posting that means that you're in one location for six years which can be appealing to some people especially with kids and schooling and all of that. Yeah that's a really good question it definitely did play a part When going back two years ago when he sort of came home and he wasn't happy with the current job, we looked and we're looking at the ADF website. We did up a spreadsheet of he wasn't really interested in the Navy, but jobs from the Army and the Air Force that he was interested in. And we wrote down the pros and cons of each job and we sort of picked on what he would like because he had a few that he was really interested in. That did come into play and that was discussed at the time on the benefits, I guess, of staying longer in a location. What we noticed as well was maybe it was just the jobs that we were looking at, but Air Force seemed to have less posting locations than what the jobs you were looking at for with the Army. So, yeah, it did come into play and 
that stuff I think is really important to us when we have a kid and we just we don't want to be moving every three months obviously um but yeah longer posts in locations are always going to be a benefit and always going to be something that we're going to be like oh that's interesting to us and a pro and something that led us to picking the air force I guess over the army and going with the job that he went with Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Emily, and telling us all about your partner entering the Defence Force this morning, today, just day one, but all of the lead up that goes into becoming a Defence family, the person signing up and getting through to actually going away and enlisting and that process of that journey. And yeah, we look forward to following you guys on that journey and hopefully hearing about how you're going with no communication, how your partner's going away at training and your possible first posting and all that comes with being a new defence family. Thank you very much for having me on. I really enjoyed the experience and I am looking forward to sharing that as I go along on the journey. It's all still very fresh to me. People will probably listen and be like, oh, she's a complete newbie. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed today. So thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you so much. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 